Hi, and welcome to the Frugal Debt-Free Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Sen, and I am passionate about frugal and simple living. So if you're looking for some money-saving tips, some motivation to pay off debt and stay out of debt, and some time management tips that actually work, you've come to the right place. Hey everyone, I hope you're having a good day. Today I'm going to be talking about student loans. It's been a while since I gave a student loan update and so I thought I would discuss what's going on in the court, what's going on with student loan forgiveness because this is something that impacts every single American, whether you have student loans or not. But a couple of housekeeping things before we get started. First, you can hear my daughter singing the Beach Boys at the top of her lungs. I heard it while I was editing and I can't take it out, but it's really cute. If you listen, you can hear her sing, wouldn't it be nice if we were older? Second, I have an email workshop happening next week and it's completely free. It's called the Debt Detox Email Workshop. And every day, Monday through Friday, you will receive an email with a little tip, a little step that helps you start your debt-free journey, whether it's learning how to budget, creating an emergency fund, figuring out who all you owe money to, developing a plan to pay off that debt. It's all going to be in there. So I have left a link in the show notes if you want to sign up and I'll see you on Monday if you're interested. All right, let's talk about student loans. As a taxpayer, this is something that I feel like everyone should be paying attention to, and you can have whatever opinion you want here. My husband and I don't have student loans anymore. We paid off the last of his student loans in February of 2014, which by the way, when we were paying off those loans, the interest was 8%. I always feel the need to tell people that because it was it was a really rough situation. It took us a long time to pay them off. So I have a lot of empathy for people who are going through the process of paying off student loans. So before we get to what's going on now, I thought for those of you who just feel lost in the the glue that is this entire situation, let's go back in time and kind of go through a timeline of what has led up until this point. So let's talk about everything that has happened up until now. So during the beginning of the COVID pandemic, student loans that were federally backed were paused. There was a moratorium and that kept getting extended and kept getting extended. And if you were paying attention during the election cycle, one of Joe Biden's promises was that he would forgive student loans. And there was much debate at the time if a presidential figure even had that authority. And now that's what we're seeing played out in the courts does the president have the authority to write an executive order to pay, you know, to forgive student loans? So in August, um, the Biden administration announced its plan to, it was the federal student debt relief plan. And basically up to $10,000 in federal student debt uh, could be forgiven. And of course, there were lots of qualifications around that. Your income in 2020 or 2021 had to be less than $125,000 or $250,000 for a household. And Pell Grant recipients could be forgiven up to $20,000 in student loans. And so we saw a lot of excitement in the news about this. We saw a lot of excitement on social media. And when I say excitement, I mean chatter. 
and there were eligibility requirements people had to meet, um, but cut to September, so just a few days later, um, six Republican states, Nebraska, Missouri, Arkansas, Iowa, Kansas, and South Carolina, filed lawsuits against the Student Loan Forgiveness Program, stating that they believe the president violated federal law, the constitutional principle of separation of powers, and the Administrative Procedure Act when he, quote, skirted congressional authority to implement this policy. So moving forward into October, the administration went ahead and launched the Student Loan Forgiveness Application website, which 8 million people took part in that initial beta test. Three days later, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Eighth Circuit issued an injunction pausing the Student Loan Forgiveness Program while it reviewed the lawsuits that had been filed in September. So it took about a month between those six states filing that suit and the Court of Appeals issuing the injunction. So let's move forward just a few days to November 10th, and that is when a federal judge in Texas struck down the program. And he stated in his decision that the law, quote, does not provide the executive branch clear congressional authorization to create a $400 billion student loan forgiveness program. And I will link to those court documents if you're like me and you're a court document nerd and you like to read those things. This is what I miss about being a news reporter is going to the federal court and pulling documents and reading them. I just miss it. Okay, so because this entire situation is just a massive game of ping pong, on November 14th, a federal appeals court issued a national injunction to temporarily bar the debt relief program. And then four days later, the Biden administration went to the Supreme Court and asked to vacate that national injunction. Okay, so if you're listening to this and you're thinking that's too much legalese, asking someone to vacate an injunction is saying, make it stop, throw it out. We, we agree this, we believe this was an error. And so that's what they were asking the Supreme Court to do. Okay, so a week later, le- less than a week later, on November 22nd and 23rd, 9 million people received emails telling them, that their application had been approved, that they their student loan debt was going to be forgiven. Now, granted that the administration at that point did not have the power because there had been a national injunction issued by a federal judge. So all of this, these emails were completely erroneous, but it still got people's hopes up, which is deeply upsetting. And so the administration had to then announce in the midst of that, that there would be another student loan pause. So up until this point, that pause that was issued at the beginning of COVID was only supposed to be temporary. It was only supposed to last for a few months. And then it kept getting extended and extended and extended. And so they announced that the pause, which was set to end on December 31st, would be extended until June of 2023. So a few months from now. And what that means is people who've not been paying their loans, it's not impacting their credit negatively, it's not impacting their account negatively, and they're not collecting interest on the money that's not being paid. So it is a complete pause. 
And so that whole thing was to wait to see what the Supreme Court came up with, what decision would be made in regards to the debt relief program. And then at the end of November, a three-judge panel in the United States Court of Appeals, the Fifth Circuit Court, all voted unanimously to reject the administration's request to reverse that initial injunction that had happened in Texas. So that was the court saying, no, we're, we're not going to give you your way. We're going to wait and see how this plays out. So on December 1st, the Supreme Court said that it would hear about the student loan forgiveness program in February. So that, that just happened. We're coming fresh off of that decision from the Supreme Court. Um, however, because the program was paused, there are still millions of people who are in limbo. And because on this podcast, we approach topics from a point of compassion, I imagine that that is a pretty frustrating place to be in right now. And so if you're one of those people, my heart goes out to you because I can only imagine how just infuriating and difficult and confusing all of this must feel. Okay, so let's move to January of 2023. So just a few weeks ago, the Biden administration formally filed a brief with the Supreme Court where they defended their initial plan to provide that debt relief to student loan borrowers, which by the way, it's 45 million people. So the following day, the Department of Justice filed their own 86-page brief with the Supreme Court saying that the education secretary's actions basically fall within the law um, and that they're not overstepping their boundary and that it is, quote, reasonable and reasonably explained. A week later, um, a handful of organizations, civil rights groups, labor unions, uh, people in state governments, legal experts, they filed what is called an amicus brief with the Supreme Court. What the heck is an amicus brief? So an amicus brief is a document that is legally filed to the court by a group that's not necessarily involved in a case, but has an interest in the case. So they may have extra information that wasn't submitted by either party's attorneys, and they're handing over that information to be included or considered. Does that make sense? I hope hope I'm making sense. Then on February 3rd, so a little over a month ago, 128 Republicans from the House of Representatives and 43 senators all issued a petition to the Supreme Court to stop the student loan forgiveness program. Okay, so the Supreme Court met on February 28th for a hearing, but no ruling has been issued. So now the question has become, when will your payment be due? When will payments start back? Um, And there's actually been a lawsuit filed, which we're gonna talk about that in just a second. So when will your payments start back up again? Okay, so the U.S. Department of Education said last week that borrowers will not necessarily need to start making payments on their debt until 60 days after the litigation. So if everything is still unresolved when the student loan current pause ends in June, people will need to start paying at the end of August, so 60 days after that date. 
But the reason I'm talking about this is not just because of the Supreme Court's impending decision, but also there was a lawsuit filed this week that may have an impact on some of you. And that lawsuit was filed by SoFi Bank, uh, which is a private bank. But basically what it amounts to is the bank is trying to force, that's, that's their term, not mine, that's the legal term, the administration to end the pause. So not forgiveness itself, but the pause, basically saying that the current moratorium has no legal basis and has cost the bank millions of dollars in profits. So SoFi has a federal student loan refinancing program as part of its business. That is a service that they offer. But because student loans are currently paused, people have really no incentive and no reason to be refinancing. So in the lawsuit, SoFi takes issue with the fact that the moratorium keeps being extended. So it's been extended eight times since the pandemic started. And they argue, quote, I'm going to read this directly. The eighth extension does not even attempt to redress harm from the pandemic at all, but rather alleviate uncertainty caused by the debt cancellation litigation. They're arguing that it has cost them $6 million in lost profit, and they believe that it could be a total of $30 million in lost profit if it continues through August. <sighs> That's a lot. Now we're up to date. <laughs> now you know everything I know. Regardless of which side of this debate you fall on, I think we can all agree that this is a mess. And anytime the government puts their hand in anything, it gets messy. Anyway, I'd love to connect with you. You can find me on Instagram and YouTube. I'm Lydia Sin, or you can find me at frugaldebtfreelife.com backslash podcast, where you will hear this and any episode you may have missed. And thank you to everyone who has left a five-star review. That is how people find the show, and we can continue to spread this message of hope in debt freedom. So thank you for that. I really do appreciate it. Um, I have some really fun episodes coming up, some really great guests. Um, so thank you to them for coming on the show. Thank you for you for listening. I think you're all fantastic and I'll chat with you soon.